What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Latina Lee, the podcast that is untamed, uncensored, and unapologetic. So, last episode, I had my husband um, on the show, and he talked about my pregnancy and his perspective. And, you know, unfortunately, I mean, not unfortunately, but the thing is, when I have my husband on the show, it's sometimes it's difficult to give you the whys of why certain men do things because my husband doesn't think that way. So I don't know if it's beneficial for you or um, if it just shows that you need to pick better men. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it helps you, but let me know if having my husband on the show gives you certain insights or what have you's. But, um, I realized that in the past two pregnancy episodes, I didn't really dive into mental health the way I wanted to. And um, of course, I'm on a pregnancy. It's like a pregnancy series because I am, what is it? Today is July 27th. Well, when you're listening to this, it won't be, but when you're listening to this, it'll be July 30th, but, um, I'm recording July 27th and my due date is September 12th. So I really don't have much time left. And so I, yeah, I'm just getting prepared and I'm getting all of my friends prepared too, because y'all are my friends. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, I didn't really touch on, um, mental health the way that I wanted to. And that's what I want to really like talk about today because it, you know, when you get pregnant, it's not just like, I can't even actually I can. It's the craziest thing on the planet because your body, you know, you're not just creating life, right? Which is, you know, a big um, responsibility, your whole body's changing. And, you know, in my truth about pregnancy episode a couple weeks ago, you know, I talk about all of the things that I did not expect while being pregnant. So not only does your body physically go through a lot of changes, your body emotionally goes through a lot of changes and also mentally. And yes, that has to do with hormones and all the progesterone that you're producing and, you know, your body's just going through a lot of shit, basically. And uh, again, this is in no way to deter you, you know, because I hate that. I hate when fucking women do that. Um, but it is, you know, I'm all about the more you know. And, um, you know, you go through a lot. So... And it's interesting because I actually had um, one of, it was my brother's girlfriend who asked me about how I'm handling my anxiety while I'm pregnant because I do have anxiety and depression episodes. I think I touched on it like a little bit, but um, my anxiety is only surrounded by giving birth, which of course is normal. I'm pushing a human out of my, you know, vagina. Um... And that's if all goes well, 
you know, and if there's no medical complications, but there's always the risk that I have to, you know, do a C-section. And you know what, if I have to, I have to do what I have to do to get my son here, you know, as healthy as possible. So of course, there's a lot of anxiety that comes along with that, you know, the just the fear. And I guess my only fear with giving birth is um, not really the pain, you know what I'm saying? Because I've been experiencing some Braxton Hicks. I've had awful, awful gas pain. And if I, you know, if my assumptions are correct, it's just that times a million. So I know what the pain is like. Just imagine it intensified. And of course, you're never going to be ready until it hits you. But at least I have an idea, a small glimpse, a fraction of an iota of an idea of what I can potentially be going through. So that's not really what frightens me or what makes me anxious. What makes me anxious? First, I don't want to poop on the doctor. I know it's normal. I get it. I know they see it all the time and whatever, whatever. But just because they've seen it a million times doesn't mean I've done it a million times. So I really don't want to take a dump on the doctor or the nurse or whatever. And another thing is the act of actually pushing, which I kind of have that down like I'm cool. Um, You know, I think I'm just I'm really just nervous if I'm going to be able to do it. And then the last thing is going into shock. Um, Although I'm pretty confident that I won't, you know, going into shock is um, a little rare. Um, for your body to go into shock as you're pushing after you push whatever um again these are things that are semi-realistic to be anxious about and you know I am I've talked to my husband about them I've talked to my mom about them and the only person I haven't talked to yet is my doctor um which you know of course I'm going to have these conversations with him however we are still you know in doctor's minds we're still like pretty far away like we still have some time to go so when I hit the 36 week mark and I can you know we're going to talk about birth plans and whatever whatever you know that's when I will voice my fears I also have a birthing doula that I'm also going to talk to this stuff you know talk to them about um but as far as labor is concerned, that's what I'm concerned about. As far as pain management, I'm, you know, I've been practicing that because, again, this pregnancy gas pain is no fucking joke. OK, Um, but that's just about giving birth. That's not about my daily life. That's not about handling work. That's not on things that I have to just continue dealing with my life about, you know, so my anxiety comes Um, A lot of my anxiety stems from the fact that I need to have control um, in all things, like all the time. And for someone like me, it's not very healthy because I'm someone and I'm trying to learn how to fix this, but I'm someone who, you know, I'm not saying I'm not a good delegator. Um, I definitely could use more practice the point that I'm trying to make is I'm someone that feels like they can do it the best when they do it themselves and in situations in which I physically can't do something 
you know, I become very anxious and very like irritable, jumpy, jittery because I physically can't do anything. Like, for example, when I was um, planning to go on my honeymoon and, you know, COVID and everything like that and the airports and everything was canceling and my reservations and whatever, like I wanted to move mountains. Well, I don't work for Delta and I don't work for the hotel, so I can't do anything, right? Like I have no answers. I can't do anything. So in situations like that, that's when my anxiety really just like fucks with me. And, um, so being pregnant, you know, I, um, I have released control. And the reason that I have done that is because there was a moment when I was about to go into my second trimester and I had suffered a really bad anxiety attack. I think my husband and I were bickering about something or fighting about something or whatever. And I had a full blown anxiety attack. And normally I get hives, I get the shakes and I get, you know, a bunch of other things. But the one thing that happened that frightened me was the fact that it felt as though all of the energy of my anxiety attack, like I wasn't shaky, I didn't get itchy or hives or whatever, but what happened was all of that energy went into my belly and my belly was shaking and I was just like, oh my God, this is, it was like a physical representation because you know they say like stress is not good for the baby, anxiety is not good for the baby. This was a physical representation of how my anxiety was affecting my child. And I was just like, oh my God, I need to get my shit together. Like it was just like a reality check, a wake up call. It was, it scared the living shit out of me because it was something I can control for my situation. Some people can't. Um, and also too, when it comes, you know, when, when you're pregnant and I don't know, and actually I'm not wrong. You can't take anything. You can't take Xanax. You can't take any medication while you're pregnant for any of, of these, you know, um, mental, I think it's disorder. I think the word is disorder. I always get it wrong, but for any of these mental things that we go through, um, can't take anything. Uh, not unless you get clearance from your doctor and I bet money, they're not going to give it to you. Um, like for, I can't even take a Tylenol. I can't take Advil. I can't take Motrin. And I'm in so much pain from this pelvic pain. I can't take shit. So I'm literally like, I'm just thugging it out <laughs> with all this stuff. So, you know, you can't take anything. So you have to learn how to manage it yourself and you have to, you know, you have to figure it out basically is what I'm saying. And, you know, when you're pregnant, like, and that's what my, my brother's girlfriend asked me, how, how are you handling, you know, your anxiety and depression or whatever? I'm handling it because I already saw what happens when I don't handle it, when I don't put a lid on it, when I don't figure it out. And it's like, I'm strong, you know, it's my mind, right? And this is how I'm also thinking about it too. It's my mind. I'm not going to let my mind control me and my actions and my emotions and how I feel. I'm going to manage my mind. 
is basically what my, you know, practice or theory is or whatever. And I'm not saying that it's easy. And I'm not saying it's going to take a day or whatever, but what really helped was that first anxiety attack that I had. And I haven't had another one. Um, I have kind of fallen into some depressive um, episodes, but they only last about 10 minutes because I can't let myself get there. And the way that I get out of it is by talking to myself, by journaling, by um, acknowledging it. That's number one, because I think a lot of the time, you know, we feel like all of our You know, for people who aren't like emotional people, when you get pregnant, your emotions and your hormones are like just out of control. And sometimes because of all of the hormones and, you know, body changes and, and, you know, you kind of don't know, like if you don't have anxiety, if you don't have depression, whatever, you kind of just think it's hormones and you blame it on hormones and go, oh, it's just my hormones. Oh, it's just my hormones. When in fact, you can be developing some sort of mental, I'm just going to use disorder, mental disorder. And you're not going to know that it's there until it's, you know, until it's too late. So, you know, the one thing that I can, I can say is if you are feeling like your hormones are really taking over, Talk to your doctor because your doctor knows the difference between, oh, it's just your hormones and, oh, no, 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 you have anxiety, you have depression, you have, you know, whatever. Um, and, you know, it is treatable, of course. And, you know, I think another thing that happens when you're pregnant which, um, you know, is (laughs) another thing that happens when you're pregnant, um, not my husband, but some other partners, you can develop anxiety and depression simply from a lack of support from your partner. So in my last, in the last episode, I talked about an app that I would go on and I would read a lot of stories. Now this is the what to expect app. And it's an adorable app and it tells you like your baby's the size of a cucumber and their ears are forming and they can hear you and whatever, whatever. Right. And then it also tells you really in-depth descriptions and information on what your body's going through. And that also helps, too. Right. Because it's like, oh, I'm feeling this. Oh, this is normal. Oh, this, this, this. Right. And so another part of the app is a community portion. And in that community portion, you actually, I'm a part of a couple groups. One of them are overbearing mother-in-laws, not because my mother-in-law is overbearing, but because I like reading the stories (laughs) and I also get like some inspiration, um, you know, for like my show and whatever. Another one is relationships. And that one is interesting. Also, I only read it, um, for the stories. However, purely information I have, I'm part of the first time pregnancy. I'm part of Hudson Valley Moms, which I'm in the Hudson Valley. And September Babies, uh, September 2021 Babies. So those are the three groups I'm a part of that is purely like informational. And then the other two are just stories. 
So the relationship, and they're all like groups, and some of them have like thousands of women, some have hundreds, some have, you know, you know, like a few. Um, like I think like the Hudson Valley Moms one has like a couple hundred or whatever. So um, the relationship group that I'm a part of, um, I, uh, and some, it's not all bad. Some women post how great their partner is and whatever. I don't do that because that's really not what the group is for. The group is for moms who are having tough times in their relationships during their pregnancy, who are searching for help and guidance from other women. So unfortunately, it's meant to be like a support thing. Uh, Not unfortunately, I guess it's a good thing, but it's meant to be a support thing. So I, you know, would go on and I would read some of these stories and I have to tell you some of them broke my heart. Um, you know, there was one woman who had been with, you know, her partner for, she had been with her man for years. I don't even know how long, but a long time. And they got pregnant and he was like, oh, well, it's not mine. (laughs) And then another one, this woman met this guy and I mean, this was, this was a long story. Oh my gosh, this shit. I read this shit. It was like an hour read. It was crazy. And then all the responses and her response, whatever, it was crazy. It was basically like she met this guy on a date. She got pregnant. She was older, like in her thirties. And she was just like, yo, if it's not going to happen now, it's not going to happen at all. And she was ready to just raise the baby by herself. But she was like, Hey, listen, like we fucked you want to be a part of the baby's life. Like I'm keeping it no matter what, but I'm letting you, you know, whatever. And he was just like, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I want to be a part of the baby's life. Blase, blase, whatever. Ends up getting arrested while he's in prison. You know, she's having a, re- not, not a relationship, but she's growing a relationship with his mother and his family to try to get, you know, more involved and, and bring the family together with the baby, blah, blah, blah. And then he comes out of prison. And he's like, the baby's not mine. And she's driving 10 hours here tonight because they live in two different states. So she's driving all this way back and forth and trying to get proof that he's the father and all this shit because she ended up, you know, falling in love with him, I guess. And all the, I'm telling you, yo, this one was juicy. OK. And some women can handle that. OK. A lot of women cannot. So in my last episode, there was a story about a woman who a lot and a lot of women get that, you know, first trimester um, vomiting spell. However, a lot of women, that shit does not go away. So she was in her second trimester or whatever, and she couldn't go in the car because anytime she would go in the car, she would throw up and she asked her husband, she wasn't feeling good. She asked her husband, can you go to the grocery store and get some eggs, bread, you know, milk, the, the normal shit. Can you get me some Gatorade and some crackers? Because my stomach is feeling really uneasy. He had just come home from work. So he was like, no. And she was like, okay, but like, I can't go. And like, like we really need this stuff. He's like, okay, well, I'm not going. <laughs> so she was like, okay. So she gets in the car. She's vomiting the entire way there. She gets out of the car, she goes shopping, she comes back in the car, she's vomiting all the way home. She asked him to come out and help her with the bags. He was like, no. <laughs> it's not funny, but 
But it's just like, yo, bro, get the fuck up and go help your wife. Like, are you fucking like she is physically incapable? Like she's suffering and you can't even go. Okay. Anyway, so when I read stuff like that, you know, (laughs) you have to also put responsibility on your partner to be your support. Okay. And when you don't get that in return, when you don't get that support, that love, that nurturing, that catering, it can turn a woman into, you know, a very like emotionally distressed mess. And, and it's warranted also because he's just not even paying attention or he doesn't care or And the thing is, a lot of guys can't relate because it's like, oh, well, it's not happening to me. So, like, whatever. And, you know, when that happens, you then, like I said, you turn into an emotional wreck. So, that when that happens, and then also, too, like, outside family members, mother-in-laws, I know a girl who got pregnant and she ended up losing her baby because she was under so much stress because of her mother-in-law. I mean, miserable, miserable to the point where it was like, you looked at her and you thought, Oh my God, like who beat you up? That's how stressed out and irritable and, and, and exhausted she was. And she was so early in her pregnancy. And I'm telling you, that shit is not good. That shit is not good. And she ended up losing her child. So it's just when you're pregnant. And of course, yeah, listen, you can keep stress out of your pregnancy and anything can happen. I'm not a dummy. But when you're that early on, especially, and then also too, when you're really late in your pregnancy, like third trimester, like your first and your third trimester, are really like the um the really delicate times in your pregnancy. Like your third trimester is very delicate because anything can kind of set you off. And if you don't keep your stress low, then what happens is you could deliver early. And nobody wants that. And then obviously in your first trimester everything is so new and precious and that's when all of the vital developments happen in your first trimester that anything can can set you off. And God forbid you can lose your child. So, you know, I think it's very important to keep your your mental health in control. And of course, if it comes to like your partner who's not really like showing up for you, the one thing I can try to tell you is to speak up and open your mouth. But the problem is, is that that's that's an easy solution for someone like myself. It's not an easy solution for someone who's not like that. And unfortunately, I can't really... I don't know what to tell you if that's who you are, if you're not someone who's going to open your mouth and say something like if my husband didn't take care of me or if my husband, I feel like my husband wasn't there for me. And like there were certain weeks where I felt like like he would um, like because of work, he was a little more irritable and he was a little bit um, negligent of me. And yes, it was a little selfish because I understand like I knew he was going through some things like sometimes my husband wakes up at two o'clock in the morning to go to work and he doesn't come home until 12, 13 hours later. So 
you know, at, at a certain point it was very, I was, you know, I was, it was a little selfish of me, but you know, I was just like, listen, I understand that you have shit going on, but I have shit going on too. But I'll, I'm the kind of woman that says something. A lot of women don't. Um, and unfortunately I don't know what to do to, to help you to open your mouth and say something. Um, because you know, you're not going to get anywhere if you don't open your mouth. That's number one. Um, you know, but even even as you go through your pregnancy and all this shit and mood swings and anger and irritability and and, and whatever, <laughs> when your baby's born, <laughs> a couple things happen. The moment that your baby's born, you go through such a high because of how happy you are. It kind of creates this little like imbalance in your mind, in your brain, really. And then also you're coming down of all the progesterone and and estrogen spikes that you're having in your third trimester. Cause from the first trimester to the second, it's all progesterone to like help with the baby and, and, and all this stuff and whatever. But in your third trimester, your progesterone is kind of lowering and your estrogen is going up higher. And when that happens, you kind of get a little crazy. And then when your baby's born, now your levels are all fucked up, which is why a lot of women go through baby blues, postpartum depression, which I will tell you, I'm very terrified of postpartum depression. I spoke to my husband. I spoke to my mom. So people know that I'm terrified of postpartum depression. And I am going to talk to my doctor that I am nervous and I am scared. Although I've said it before and I'll say it again, I'm very confident in my fourth trimester like adaptation. And I feel like if I keep that confidence going, then it's going to just set the stage for how it's actually going to be. But I'm very confident. I really am. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm very confident that I'm really going to be fine. Like, I, I don't know if I'll go. I might go through baby blues. I don't really know. But the one thing that I've done to prevent myself from going through postpartum depression, because um, I've been reading a lot of what triggers it or what keeps it going. And is it's that a lot of women feel like failures and a lot of women don't. And then also too, you also feel like shit, which I get right. Like you give birth and your belly is all flabby and you're fat and your, your vagina doesn't look the same. And you know, you have hemorrhoids and you're just a mess. You have stretch marks all over the place. You have postpartum hair loss. Yeah. You look a fucking wreck. So no, that doesn't feel good. And then on top of that, you're trying to take care of this new life and then you're trying to adapt and then you're not fucking your husband for six weeks. So sis, I get it. And a lot of that plays into postpartum depression. A lot of that also plays into the lingering effects of postpartum depression. That shit can last forever. And the problem is I've seen what happens when it lasts too long. I've seen postpartum depression in certain women that last for years. And that terrifies me. But the one thing I think is important to realize is doing research on postpartum depression, the triggers, the sustainability of what keeps it there for a long time. Also, you know, a lot of women with breastfeeding, postpartum depression lingers also because you feel like you're failing as a source of, you know, food for your child or whatever the fuck. There's a lot of things. And. I'm sorry, I keep sniffling into the microphone. I don't know what to tell you guys. (laughs) But a lot of things play a factor into postpartum depression. 
Now, whether you can control having it or not, no, you can't. It's just going to come or it's not. But I know myself and, you know, I could be naive in thinking this or I could just be overly confident, whatever. But I know myself and I know how to recognize postpartum depression. I know how to recognize my own depression. And, you know, and a lot of times, even like with the baby blues, baby blues last a couple of weeks. I know some women that have a C-section when they wanted a vaginal delivery. So that causes the baby blues because they couldn't deliver the way they wanted. I know women who go through baby blues because their baby's not inside of them anymore. You know what I'm saying? So anything can happen. Anything can cause it. And I really just think it's about working through it and getting help where you need it. And for myself, yes, I am scared because I do have a history of depression. So that's why it's a little higher for me to get it. Um, however, I think that because of the way that I've handled my pregnancy, the, the outlook I've had on my pregnancy as being very go with the flow, controlling what I can and not controlling what I can't, I think that sets the stage for how things are going to be. And you can't fall into it. You can't submit to it. Like, you know, when it comes to you having a contraction, yes, submit to it and let it ride, but not shit like your mental health. Can't do that. And you need to do things that bring you joy. And the thing is, and it sucks because it's like your child is supposed to bring you joy. But then your mind kind of goes into other dark places and now your child isn't bringing you, you know, your child, the child, the joy you have for your child is not overshadowing the sadness that you feel. So sometimes like that's, and then that also plays a factor into it. So it's just so many layers and so many things that go on. Um, but truthfully in my mind, you know, um, and also too, a lot of thing that a lot something else that also really depresses moms is when they are having something when they wanted another gender. Like if like if you really wanted a girl and then you find out you're having a boy, some women go through a terrible depression while they're pregnant because the gender that they wanted is not what you know the the one that they got, which I think is a little fucked up. Um, but again. When I got pregnant after that first anxiety attack, I decided to release all control. I decided to release everything as far as breastfeeding, how I'm going to deliver, the pain, the, you know, listen, the things that I can control are this. I can control putting as much anti-stretch mark cream as I want to. Doesn't mean it's going to control the stretch marks because I still got them. I take my prenatal vitamins which have shown in my blood test and in my results of my son's, you know, tests or whatever. So that's good. I can control that. And I take very good vitamins. Um, what else? I meditate and I journal, which also helps. So I control the things that I can. And for what I can't, I don't even bother, you know, cause I don't put that pressure on myself. And I think that that is what's important. Some women are so keen on, having things done a certain fucking way. And when it's not done that way, then you you just fuck yourself up. And truthfully, this is something you can control as far as your mental state while you're pregnant, having an outlook on certain things, right? So, you know, I think that it's really important to keep yourself, just be on your P's and Q's is basically what I'm saying, is basically what I'm saying. And, um, you know, 
everything that you feel your child feels from the moment that you get pregnant to the entire time that you are pregnant to delivery to even afterward. So you cannot think that your emotional state has no effect on your child because it does. And, you know, I, uh, I really hope and I really pray, um, you know, that if you are going through these things, that you find a way to get help, that you find a way to get better. Um, but there's a lot of groups, a lot of forums, a lot of um, other moms who go through it. So talking to them also really helps too. a lot of moms share the same fear. We all have the same fears. And I think that's what helps me also. Every single mother who's pregnant has felt this way at some point or another or feels this way right now. So that also brings you some comfort knowing that you're not a fucking crazy person and that a lot of women feel that way and feel really, really shitty. (laughs) So I think that should also bring you some help. And then, you you know, also I feel this way. So, you know, I think that uh, I think that we can get through this together. So I appreciate you listening. I hope that some of the things I had said helped you. I hope that you relate and I hope that we get through this pregnancy together, sis. Um, yeah, I give birth in I think like six weeks or something like that, which is it is fantastic and it scares the shit out of me, but I'm ready and I'm excited and and uh, you know, I'm getting to the point where I, you know, I wanna see him and I wanna see his face and I'm, you know, I'm ready. You know, he's got some time left though. He could stay in there, but I'm just saying I'm excited and I'm ready. But anyway, I appreciate you for listening. Um, get ready for some more pregnancy talks and, and, and episodes because that's going to be the theme until I give birth. So if y'all don't like it, I'm, I really don't give a fuck. <laughs> but anyway, I appreciate you guys. You can listen to us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. Y'all are real ones. I will talk to you next Friday. You can follow us at Latinally Podcast on Instagram for some extra juicy stuff. You can follow my personal Instagram if you want to, Kaya Burgos, if you want to. I will talk to you next Friday. I am Kaya Rose. This is Latinally. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.